The Lord is good. Let's all say that. The Lord is good. Okay. All right. One more time. I'll say it with you. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. Well, I got this message, and, and, and I got this name yesterday, and I was going to name it something else, but it was corny. So, so this is corny too, but, but it's called this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let, you know, I, I really believe that unity is the key here. And what, a whole bunch of people headed in the right direction. I believe that this is going to be, the light is even going to get brighter in this place. And it's going to attract the lost. And the lost are going to come in here and they're going to be restored. They're going to find a savior. They're going to find a place where they can be loved on and they can feel safe in this place. And we'll teach them the word of God. And the word of God is going to help them uh, just live differently. It changed me. It made me a different person. And the next thing you know, they'll begin to serve. And they'll be getting, and, and we'll just keep doing this. And more people will come. And, and the next thing you know, we'll just be a huge blessing. All of us together. I can't do this. And Rhonda and I can't do this without you guys, though. And I'm so glad. I, I, I'm just glad that you, everybody's going to be back next week, too. I keep saying that. Okay, uh, I'll move on. All right, listen, it starts today, I want to read. It's in the book of Joshua. I was reading this the other day, and it was like it had a, a brand new meaning to it. It's in Joshua chapter 1, it starts with 5 through 8. Very familiar. It says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein. Then your way will be prosperous, and then your way will be made successful. And as I was reading that this week, these things came to me. You know, the word of God is, is so powerful, and it, it's different than any other word. You can speak a word, but when you speak God's word, it's different. And it's because it's full of God's anointing. God's anointing is his power and his presence in our life. The Bible says this in Isaiah 10, 27. It says the anointing destroys the yoke. And, and listen to this. A yoke can be anything that has, has um, I can't read my writing. Oh, my goodness. Who wrote this? It has, it has a hold on us in a negative way. And here's the other part. It says, a yoke in spiritual sense can prevent us from achieving our destiny. That's what a yoke will do. But the anointing of God changes that. And it breaks any kind of hold that, that any, anybody in here, if you're bound by something, the anointing of God. And you get the anointing of God in your life by being in his presence. Being in his word and spending time with him. When you spend time with the Lord, 
you get answers for in your life. You get answers in your life and you also receive breakthrough. A word at just the right time can change your destiny. I was thinking that this is really a, a, a different opportunity for my wife and I. But I, I'll tell you this, that from the very beginning, I believed that we were called to be shepherds. That we, and there was something about it that, that God had put this, this like a yearning or something to be a shepherd over a flock. And so we were faithful. We were we were um, we had these flocks of little kids for many years, for 25 years, and that was our flock, and we loved them, and we took care of them, and we fed them the word of God, and we overseen them for 23 years at Longmont Christian School. I really did the same thing there, but it wasn't just for kids; it was for families. I had the opportunity there to be a pastor to a whole lot of people. So so this is really exciting to me, and, and it's going to be sort of a new challenge, but I read this the other day, and, and I just wrote it down. People who succeed in life are ones who have had the courage to do something. And it also says this, you'll never find out you were right if you're afraid of being wrong. Paul, I'm, I'm sorry, Peter. Peter walked on the water, <laughs> But before he did that, he had to get out of the boat. And, and, and Moses parted the Red Sea. But before that Red Sea parted, he had to lift up that rod. Noah built a boat when it had never rained before. Can you imagine his neighbors? You know, he's, he's building this big massive thing out in the desert. And they walk up and say, Noah, what are you doing? Well, I'm building a boat. What's a boat? A boat is going to protect me when the flood comes. A flood? What's a flood? Well, that means too much rain. It had never been rained, so all of his neighbors probably thought, this guy's a nut. I, I, I thought of him the other day. They were probably holding up signs over in front of the pump, pump house saying Noah's a nut or Noah's a nut. You ever see those guys on Saturday? It's not about Noah, though. Um, and I drive by there and just go, whatever. I was just thinking, those guys, I bet you those are still leftovers from Woodstock. That's just my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Joshua chapter 1 and verse 10 and 11, it says, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves for within three days. Remember that. You will cross over the Jordan and go to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Verse 13. Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and giving you this land. So four things happened here. He said this, first of all. He said, pass through the camp. And when they passed through the camp, they made this announcement. And the announcement was this. They began to command the people. I, I was just thinking about that. When they went through the camp, they probably said, Hey! We're about to do something here. And when they commanded them, they told them to prepare your provisions. And then they said this, because we're going to possess the land. And, and you know, I, when I was just really thinking about this, I was thinking, 
you know, they were going into a new place, and it really was about land, a promised place where God had, had told them that they, it was the land of milk and honey. They were going to be blessed, and God was going to be with them there and, and bless them. But I, was, I just brought it up to date here. You know, this is not about land. It's about souls. It's in, and from the very beginning of this church, I, Charlie shared a message last year, and, and uh, in, in that message, it was on January 6th in, in 2019. And, and part of it was that uh, the vision was to be in one accord, harmonious in unity of, excuse me, of mind. And, and then it said this, number one, we get people saved, we teach God's word, we walk in spiritual gifts, and we uphold each other through fellowship. That's what we're preparing for. Because I really believe is as messed up as the world is, the church is going to shine brighter than ever before. Amen. And I believe it, it's this church here. What a place we're in, right in the middle of the city here. And God's given us this opportunity. And, and so we need to run with it. But then he said this. He said, remember, remember this word. What Moses said, did I'll give you rest? That means that we don't have to have any tension anymore or no stress, no strife, no worry about what God's doing in this place because he's given us this land, the lost. We can't be inward anymore because they're out there, aren't they? That's where the people are. They're out there. So listen, I, I was just thinking about this. We've got a lot to do. There's so much for us to do. And I'm not saying we hadn't been doing anything. I believe we've been working already. But still, there's, such, there's a lot of people that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're everywhere. Uh, Joshua 3. Remember the three days? Verses 2 through 4, it says, So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp again and they commanded the people saying when you see the ark of the covenant of the lord of lord your god the priests the levites bearing it then you shall set out from your place and go after it yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2000 cubits by measure do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go for you have not passed this way before the ark really represented God's presence and and it's equivalent to us today as we are follow or we're led by the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and I believe this that with Rhonda and I for sure this is a different place for us and and but one thing we've learned about the Holy Spirit the, the Holy Spirit will always stable you in a hard time he will stable you, or he even in a good time, he'll, he'll just keep you stable. And you won't have to be erratic and up and down and worried and, and happy. A few years ago, we were praying, and, and there, was, there was a turmoil, of course. And, and, you know, sometimes that happens in the church. And, and we were really thinking, so what, how do we fit in this? What, do we leave, or do we go, or do we stay? And we were praying together, and the Lord spoke this to Rhonda, be steady, stay steady, 
You just need to stay steady. And that's what we've done. We've been steady and served and, and just served the people and served the pastor. Hallelujah. And, and I believe this. It's going to be a wonderful thing. All of us working together, it's going to be a wonderful thing. You know, when God thinks about us, there are never thoughts of evil, but a future and a hope. And I, I was going to read this to you because God believes in New Creation Church. Listen to this. When he thinks about us, it says, I know. It says, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm, I'm going to say before I even say it. Lord, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to even understand. Verse 17, this is Psalm 139, by the way. It says, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They can't be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. God believes in us, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Following the Holy Spirit also gives us something called discernment. And discernment is, is not really something in your head. It's more in your heart. And, and you know something, and, and the only thing, that, the only example I could think about this is, is maybe you're an investor, and, and you're going to put money in something, or maybe it's a group of people that, you know, like everybody's flocking to, but you just don't feel good about it. You just think, you know, I, I don't know if I'd, I don't think I need to do that. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The anointing on the inside of us helps us to know where to go. And, and when we're supposed to go, and if we're not supposed to go. I love that about the anointing and the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, you know, and, and it doesn't, I was thinking about even, can you imagine if high school kids, they got this early? And, and you know, when every, everybody is doing something. I know I had high school kids. They said, well, everybody's doing this. I'm sorry, you don't get to go. Because I felt like sometimes I knew that they shouldn't be in those places. But for us, on a daily basis, it works. It's called discernment. And God's going to show us what we should do and what we shouldn't do. We always have to listen to the Holy Ghost and follow his anointing. It means this, that we're led. It's a, a, not like the old way of thinking. That we're led by the peace of God that's on the inside of us. And the thing I've noticed about this is you don't have to really press in to hear God and have his leading. Most of the time, it just happens when you're relaxing. I, there's been time after time that I was just sitting in my pickup and the Lord spoke something to me that I was supposed to do. But see, that's how the Lord is. This doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard for any of us because he's going to lead us. Hallelujah. God's grace always makes a difference too. In 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, this is, this is about the Apostle Paul and when he was bugged by that thorn in the flesh. And, and we really, I don't know if we really know what it was, but something was bugging this man. 
And he had asked, he said, I ask you and I ask you and I ask you, and you haven't, re- you, you, you won't remove this thing, this thorn from me. And I think each one of us could probably have a version of what it, we thought it was. You know, I, some people say it's physical, but I really think it could have been a spirit too. But he said this, and he said to me, the Lord, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, this is Paul speaking, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ would be upon me. The Lord wants to, he just wants to be with us. Now, you remember that story in the Bible where uh, I've got to do something. But I'm not going to tell you. Guess what I did? (laughs) There's a story in the Bible about, you know, Israel, uh, they'd been led by God used a prophet to lead them. And God blessed them that way. Samuel was their leader. But they wanted to be like everyone else. And they had to have a king. They really, and so it really kind of upset the Lord that they didn't trust him anymore and they wanted to trust in a man. I don't blame God, do you? But, but anyway, the, the first king was Saul and, and the people picked him because he was a big old guy, big handsome guy, bigger than everybody. And, and, but he really, he, you know, he was kind of shy, but something happened to him because the prophet told him to go to this certain place and to hang out with these prophets. And it says, then the spirit, and it's 1 Samuel 10, 6, said, then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. The spirit always makes us different. Ephesians three twenty says this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. It's the power working in us, the Holy Spirit working in us. Now not too long ago, I said all that to get to this. Not too long ago, we were in here on Wednesday night and we were praying. And and, uh, and I I really think it was Kay Barron's who was leading us. And, and we, when we pray on Wednesday night, we always pray for all different things. We pray for the president. We pray for the, you know, the, the world. We pray for the pastor, the pastors, or, and we pray for the church. But this particular night, she said this. She said, I want you to pray for yourself. And, and if I'm wrong, was that you? Yes, I thought it was. Yeah. She said, I want you to pray for yourself. So, so honestly, it was a little, you could kind of sense in the spirit that it was, there was a little upheaval, even on Wednesday night in prayer. And so I began, I I just started walking around and I said, Lord, how do you want me to pray? How, what, what do you want? What about me? And he said, you need to pray for my anointing. And so I began to do that. And he shared two scriptures with me. And it's 1 John 2.20. And it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. The anointing makes you smart. 
It really does. It said you know all things, but it's not you really. It's the anointing that's on the inside of you. Verse 27 says this, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now, when it says this, that you don't need anyone to teach you, it doesn't mean that, that you don't need a teacher. Is there any students in here? You need a teacher, okay? And we all need a teacher. We need teachers in the body of Christ. But it's, it, what he's really saying here is you don't need someone else telling you how to live your life because you have the guide right on the inside of you. I've got one more, a couple more scriptures and I'd like to share with you. In Ephesians 3.16, it says this, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. I don't think that, it's amazing. I've been so excited to do this and, 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 and I'm really trusting in God. We are. We're trusting in the Lord to do this. And, you know, i got to tell you this, that I, I kind of floundered for a long time in even whether I wanted to do it or not. I knew I did in my heart, but, but it was like for different reasons, I always backed off, and, I, and I, I didn't do it. But something happened to me last week. It, it was powerful because... Uh, We'd, we'd, uh, we'd, that evening, we went out with Terry Law and, and Joel, and we were sitting there, and, and we were just talking to him, and we were talking about, you know, we hadn't, you know, he's, well, what about the church? Do you have a pastor yet? And, and we went, no, but, you know, the board's been working on it. And, and, and so he said this, well, what about you? And I told him, I said, he said, what, what's God have for you guys? It was something like that, wasn't it? And, and so, so I said, well, you know what? We're just praying, and we, we want God to speak to us. And so the next morning when I, I did not know that he was, he was going to ask me to come up here, I had no idea that that was even in the plan. But when he, I, I, I was talking to Don Wellman the other day about this, and he was sitting in that chair and he, he said he used two fingers and went, come here. But before that, I'd, I'd come up here, and he asked everybody to come forward. And I was going to pick up my guitar. And when everybody came up here, he had everybody come up so, so they could. He, he, I thought he's just going to bless us all. But my heart, <laughs> my heart just began to break. And I was thinking of uh, Matthew 9.36 where it said Jesus saw the multitude and, and they were discouraged and scattered because they were sheep without a shepherd. And, and it just changed what was on the inside of me. It changed me. I would, and the next day, I, I mean, after that, he was... He was uh, we went out to eat again. I went with he and Joel. These guys like to eat. But, 
but uh, we're sitting there, and, and he's just talking. And I can't help but think just by association that I received an impartation. I believe we did just by association while we were with him. And, and the Lord just began to speak some things to me. I've got another scripture I'd like to share with you. I didn't, I didn't give this to the guys back there. It's Isaiah verse 60. And it's verses 4 and 5. It says, look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons, I'm sorry. Insurance company. Your sons are coming. <laughs> your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy. For merchants from around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many lands. The part that really stuck out to me is our eyes shining and our sons and daughters coming home. And, and the Lord just showed me that, that I believe there's some people that need to come home. I believe that there's people that, that you know, and if they're settled somewhere, I think that's great. But there's people that need to come home. And you know what? I, I want us to pray for that, to pray for the harvest, for those people to come back to where they need to be. And that's with God. They need to walk with Jesus. And, you know, he just shared those stories about uh, he, all the wonderful things. He is one fearless man. I don't know how old he is. I know he's older than I am. But... But he, he is, he's just fearless. He was about to go. He thought he was going to have to leave and go to, I think it was Iraq, and listening to him. And, and so, but then he started talking about how many years he came here. And, and, and he said 25. I was talking to Charlie. He said he's been coming here longer than that. It was, it was 30, at least, he was saying. And I remember that, that one time he came and he was sitting on the front row. I told him this story. And, and so when he was, he was right here somewhere, but when he, he came to the stage after the pastor introduced him, he was limping. I mean, he was walking like that. And, and Wes and Austin were sitting next to me on the front row. They were just little boys. And I said, he's been on the mission field so long that he has a wooden leg. <laughs> he thought that was hilarious. He said, you really did tell your kids that? And I said, yeah. And they believed it until they got a little bit older and saw you walking right. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up, but I just thought it's funny. I didn't have a joke today. Can I have some music, y'all? So I guess to summarize it, we have a gift on the inside of us. And you know why we have that gift in the first place? It's because God put it there. God put his, his spirit on the inside of us when we get born again. And God, with that, he gave us grace. He gave us strength. He gave us discernment. He gave us the anointing. And each and every one of us have this gift on the inside of us. And it's time to activate it. You activate it by spending time with God coming together like this and holding our hands up and worshiping God.
spending time together, praying for each other, having someone over to your house just so you can just fellowship with them and talking about the Lord. You know, I don't talk about the Lord all the time. I watch football sometimes. But you know what? I never forget about him. I never do. I think he lets me down sometimes when they lose, though. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, I'm all over the map this morning. Help me. Praise the Lord. You know what? Let's just pray now. And let's believe this, that together, let's do this. Amen. Are y'all with me? Amen. Yeah, I, it's so important to me to know that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, it is your